You are the podcast master. Surprise, surprise. We made it back to another week of the Matt West Now podcast. I'm your host, Matt, hanging out here at the West Fit Studios in Noah, Oklahoma. Uh, got to stay home this weekend. Actually got to sleep in my own bed because the PBR was in Tulsa. That's right. T-Town hosted the best bull riders in the world. What a weekend it was. I got to say thank you first and foremost to everybody that came out on Friday night to Osage Casino to help us raise some money for Folds of Honor. The Matt West Charity Cornhole Tournament had so many friends and family show up there uh, to support such a great cause. So we did our part. We raised a little bit of money for Folds of Honor. And if you don't know anything about that organization, I encourage you to look them up. Folds of Honor, they do so much. There's so many great organizations um, that, that are helping to support military men and women. I did some stuff with the boot campaign here a couple of weeks ago in Allen, Texas. And I think I'm going to be doing an episode here in the next couple of weeks that dives in a little bit more to the boot campaign and talks a little bit more about that. I think, I said I think, so don't hold me to it. I'm going to do my best to try to talk more about that uh, here in the coming weeks. I want to talk about Tulsa real quick. Mention the Cornhole Tournament. We raised a few thousand dollars for Folds of Honor, so thank you to everybody that showed up there. Uh, Saturday, Sunday, the PBR, the BOK Center in Tulsa. Congratulations, Jess Lockwood wins the event. Runs the table, goes perfect on the weekend, and becomes the new number one bull rider in the world. Are you kidding me? You know, he starts the first season, or the first of the season, wins New York and Chicago. He's the number one man, and then he misses a ton of events, comes back, and now he wins um, wins in Tulsa. He's won his third event. He's the number one guy as well. Congratulations to Chase Outlaw, you know, for winning Cheyenne here a couple of weeks ago and becoming the number one bull rider at the very arena where he almost... Um, let's, I mean, let's be honest. It was a life threatening situation, like completely had his face redone, had, uh, just uh, unbelievable injuries and then comes back a year later and wins in that arena. Uh, pretty awesome. Jose has been a machine. Joao has been a machine. If you're not watching professional bull riding, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know about the PBR, uh, welcome to my world because I am immersed in it every single day of my life and I, I I couldn't be happier about it. So I, I'm begging you, if you are listening to this podcast and don't know about the PBR, tune in to Ride Pass, go on to social media, start looking it up because there is a world title race right now in professional bull riding that is second to none. And I'm a I'm a diehard OU Sooner fan. I'm a diehard St. Louis Cardinals fan. There's not a a championship season that either of those have had that that rivals what we're seeing in professional bull riding right now so uh man congrats to all of the guys that are they're that making this so much fun to watch this season so lockwood's the new number one uh scary moments in tulsa ryan dirt eater takes a shot gets stepped on uh comes out of the arena and if you don't watch on ride pass or you don't know what ride pass is i host um a broadcast on a digital app a digital network called ride pass and we have a, a like a television desk and, and cameras and everything that stay right there on myself and colby yates and this weekend ryan dirt eater gets stepped on comes out of the arena and ends up laying right next to us so i got very distracted so i apologize to anybody that was watching on the broadcast that kind of you know i kind of lost track of what i was doing there for a minute because a scary, scary reminder. I, I've known Ryan Dirt Eater, you know, literally since day one of my announcing career. Uh, Ryan Dirt Eater, Mason Lowe were two of the guys that uh, that have been along for this entire journey from the time I started announcing all the way up until 
you know, 2019. And so it scared me. I'm going to be completely honest. And uh, it scared the ever living crap out of me to see Dirty Eater laying right next to me, not able to get any breath, not able to, to get any air at all. And just this helpless feeling. But good news about that whole scary situation is um, he's doing good. I spent the last couple of days in the hospital there checking on him, and he has made some drastic changes in the last couple of days. Broke a couple of ribs. They put a tube in him because he had a collapsed lung. Um, But he's saying in a couple of months he's going to be back and uh, healthy and Ready to ride bulls again. So we'll see what happens there. It's going to be exciting to watch and see if Ryan Dirty to returns to see, you know, how good he can be to close out this season. And uh, I don't know. He says going to go for another year. So we'll see what happens. Um, but he's got a great support system around him right now. His family, his girlfriend, April, who is an IFBB pro competitor, does fitness and bodybuilding competitions. And she actually just did a photo shoot at, West Fit here uh, last week, I believe it was, did a photo shoot there with um, one of my guests on this week's edition of the podcast, Click Thompson. He is a very well-known rodeo bull riding photographer in, in our world, but Click is a guy that I've got to spend a lot more time with as of late, got to room with him in Big Sky, Montana, and he's just one of those guys that you gravitate towards. You just love being around him. He is a super, super funny and fun individual, but also super intelligent and talented. He's a photographer. He's a designer. He's an editor. As a matter of fact, he founded and is the editor of Nod Free Magazine. We're going to talk a little bit about that inside the podcast here today, but it wasn't just myself and Click. That's right. We brought my cousin Sammy along for the ride. Again, listen to how I said that. My cousin Sammy is going to be a part of this podcast as well. That's going to be, those three words are going to be very important in this conversation and they're going to stick out to you. I want you to listen to them because there's a big, big announcement in the world of my cousin Sammy here during this podcast. So uh, make sure you're listening for that. But anyways, I want to get back to it. I want to get to this episode. Um, Had a lot of fun just hanging, sitting here in, in the house with Click Thompson and my cousin Sammy. So I'm going to quit rambling on, and I'm going to let you listen to episode 22, my conversation with Click and Cousin Sammy. Said I want two, a three, and to the folks. Wow. Okay, no. oh, wow. That was you want it? You, you, got, you got even blacker. Hey. <laughs> Can't stop, man. Can I start the podcast like that? I don't even. You can't. It's your podcast. You can literally start it any way you want. Are we going to get hate mail already? Might get a cease and desist order, but other than that. From who? Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. I'm going to bet Snoop Dogg's not listening to this week. Now, every other week. Now, I don't know. Maybe after last week. He might be on. All of the uh, reviews and all the the positive reinforcement we got from last week's episode. If you did not catch it last week, episode number 21, we dubbed Blissful Ignorance. I'm strangely frightened that this week might be Blissful Ignorance Part 2. I don't I don't know. Uh, first of all, welcome back, Cousin Sammy. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all week. Trying. I, God, I hope not. You just live down the road. Hopefully, you're going home when we get done recording. We've been, I mean, you're welcome to, to stay. I've been meaning to talk to you about that. <laughs> um, 
No, a lot of a lot of positivity from last week. A lot of people clamoring for you to get on. So you know what we ought to do? We ought to try to. We we're gonna build you an Instagram account while we do this podcast. We Let's should do that. Let's do we that should. right now. Actually, we'll we'll download the Instagram app. Doing it. Okay. Now. Also, my man, Click Chris Thompson. Like, what's going okay. on? What What do people call you? I mean, I feel like everybody I know calls you Click. Most people call me Click now. They don't even know my real name. I was gonna say, but mainly because they don't know your real name. <laughs> Because some people think his real name is Click. Uh, yeah, I've I've actually had people ask me that in the last yeah, couple of days. That's right. But isn't it weird how like people automatically tie us to our social media accounts? Completely. My real name is on my social media account, and people still don't know what my real but it's, name. But is. it's not in your username. Like it's no, not it's in not your username. actual no. username. Click T is the. T. So basically, I don't exist. You don't really exist. Like honestly, I don't know that you're a real person until you get Instagram. <laughs> I may not be. Um. But like people put the L in Matt West now, and I'll be honest with you, I love my middle name. When I come home, it's all people call me. We won't put it out there right now, but uh, when I come home, like my family, it's Leonidas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Leonardo. <laughs> You'd be surprised how many people say, "Oh, is it Leonardo?" Yeah, that's it. You nailed it. You know, on my Italian, off time, right? I wear a shell and a purple bandana around my eyeballs, and I live in a sewer. <sighs> Leonardo, well, you got the blue. last part of that. Oh, right? is he blue? He's blue. Oh, wait, Donatello was purple. There you uh, go. Raphael was red, and Michelangelo was orange. Okay, indeed. Thank and Vanilla you. Ice ran his career with that. Well, <laughs> I don't know about he that. He might have squeezed one extra hit out with the teenage. <laughs> go ninja. Go, go ninja. ninja. Hey. Go go uh, take go. me. Back. Yeah, take you. Oh God! You know what? Hey, I, let's make this official because we now have an official icebreaker. And I want to I want to talk real quick because a lot of people will recognize Click, Chris, Christopher, <laughs> whatever you want to call him, Mister. I don't know, uh, Mister T. That's can I just start calling? You can. I was thinking about C Dog. C Dog works. C T. Flint's called me sexual C-T chocolate. C T Clicker. That's what we're. That's what we're going to call you. C T Clickster. Oh. You're there like the C.T. Fletcher of photographers. There you go. I wish I could motivate people. You know what? I should start doing that. No, it had nothing to do with them. I just meant because you're black. That's oh, all. Like, that's I, don't, I don't know. It's, that's it. It's, <laughs> you're right. I'm uh, a rare breed. You, He's a black man and two white, with two white guys in Delaware after dark. It's clearly a hostage situation. Yeah, people don't know what this is. Um, Darius Rucker. So anyways, um, but a, a lot of people listening to this podcast will know you. Uh, from being in and around rodeos, bull ridings, PBRs, uh, as an awesome, awesome photographer. We just had a great couple of days here. So, um, oh, yeah, good time. Officially welcome. Appreciate it. Looking forward to this. So, since it's your first time on the Matt West Now podcast, I feel like it's time to get straight to business. That's, I'm going to start doing this. I think I'm going to start doing this with all of my guests. And I'm just going to get straight to the hard hitting questions. And, um, I know that you listened to last week, so I'm going to just continue on and I'm going to ask you straight up. This is life changing information for some people. Um, At what point during a relationship do you fart in front of your significant other? (laughs) I mean, it's important stuff. We all need to know. Wow, man. You know what? Sorry to put you on the spot. Shit happens, but I mean. Okay, but at what point in the relationship? <laughs> Shit's going to happen eventually, but let's. Like, Did you just say you're sorry to put him on the pot? No, I'm oh. putting him on the spot. Oh, okay. Well, but same, you, same. Can't, you can't just, you know, drop the deuce and oh, date man. number one. Yeah, not date number one, but, you know. Let's go back to the original. Question. Just, when, just when, the gas. Whew. 
Just a guess. I, you know, I mean, you're thinking date really three. Date, date three. Date three. You know. Okay. Is is there a reason for date three? You know, if if you can make see date two is kind of that breaking point because you right. know if it's solid, then you'll make it to date two. If they if they're date three, then you know you got some like solid you, commitment. You pass there. the initial interview. You know, hey. The screening process. That's, that's that one that, you know, once you lay it down, because hey, if you look at her and say, hey, man, I got one in the chamber, and you just freaking let that sucker loose. If you look at her and say, I've got one in the chamber, <laughs> there's a good chance you're going to prison <laughs> yeah, where I come from. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. It means but, something totally different around here. Uh, however, that, that's date three. It's it's Take becoming care. more right clear for me though why you guys are single. <laughs> I'm in a thing. Oh, is it day one? I'm he's, in a thing. He's in he's in a special thing. I'm in a thing. I'm in a thing. And that's why that's why this came up. It is special. Um matter of fact, that thing told me or asked us several times, Hey, what are you gonna talk about? What are you gonna talk about? I don't I've never planned out a podcast. That's it. Obviously, we're we're thirty <laughs> seconds into this episode and we're already talking farts again. Very right. But you know what? I can, we got more response out of the fire. What did I just say? Did I just have a stroke? <laughs> we got more response after an episode about farts than than we have about anything. But to to add to that, I'll tell you who will get a fart on the first date: the bastard who doesn't share the freaking armrests on the oh, airport plane. Oh, 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 oh. oh yeah! <laughs> Don't oh even God. get me started. Okay, that's a whole other topic of conversation that was in episode twenty-one. Go back and listen to it if you have not already. Um, so I'm going to try to make this a little bit serious. Um, but we're also going to have a little bit of fun. How you live in Texas by way of Virginia. Yeah. How did you get into rodeo photography? Well, golly. Actually, I saw my first bull ride in 2010, Hampton, Virginia. I took my. Wait a minute. The big round building in Hampton. Indeed. Looks looks like a. Coliseum. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know a turtle shell mixed with a was oyster I, deal. Was I announcing that? You might have been. There. I think I probably was. I think you might have been there, huh? Anyways, but well. yeah, I think who won that year? It might have been Jimmy Crosby, buddy from mine from Virginia. But yeah, I took a girl named Amanda, who is now my sister-in-law because my brother married her sister. Hmm. Familiar territory. Wait, what? <laughs> Familiar territory. There we yeah, go. Yeah, that's uh, the Uncle Sammy life story or cousin Sammy life story is still to come. Yeah, I worked at a worked at a theme park and uh, I met Amanda and Amber Brown and I took Amanda to a bull riding and uh, my brother ended up marrying her sister, so she's my sister in law now. Really? Okay. Yeah, that's cool. I, I mean, I'm assuming everybody's still friends. Oh yeah, we're all okay. good. And uh, now, and I. I think we had made a decision before they bucked their first bull that we were going to go to Charlottesville in 2010 and go watch the Built Fort Tough. I know I was there. Yeah. That's crazy. And uh, yeah, that's where it started. And I got hooked. No pun intended, but that was it. Um, Do you remember remember the first time we met? (sighs) It was probably at Jerome Davis's. I think that might have been the first time we met. Like I knew who you were. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. And that's the thing is like. Um, I've got to get better about talking to people about this because like, I'm, I'm so interested, like, cause we, we all cross paths so many times Absolutely. and you and I talked about it this week. Uh, we, we knew each other mm-hmm. forever, but like officially meeting somebody in this world, sometimes you go years yeah. and then all of a sudden you just know somebody Yeah, like, it's not like you ever officially meet them. You just, you'd know them. Especially with social media. Now I tell people all the time, you don't even really have these, Hey, how you doing conversations? It's more like, Hey, how you been doing or what's going on? It's or I know how you've been doing. Yeah. Cause I've seen that shit all over social media. Absolutely. I know every move you've made. We brought a uh, April. 
Yeah. Um, April is a, a friend of ours, actually Ryan Dirty's girlfriend. She's a she's, beast. Yeah, she's an incredible um, fitness guru. She's uh, she's got her IFBB Pro card for bikini competitions. Um, we were just talking to her in the gym, and it's the same thing. Like so many people at my gym feel like they know her because you know because we're such good friends and and like we the gym posts about her all the time so it's it's like you have this weird connection with people that they didn't have 20 years ago it's 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 a different deal you just you're talking to people and and like you just skip that whole there's really there's no need for an icebreaker because you said you know everything about them but you still want to know what other people's thoughts on farting in front of their significant other is so that's that's the icebreaker that brings up a question i had Oh Jesus! A, no, this is okay. Uh, this is my attempt at being serious. I had a conversation with a friend of mine this weekend, and she asked, "Is it appropriate to introduce yourself to a social media friend the first time you see him in person, okay. or is that creepy?" Okay, that that I, I don't know. Creepy. That's weird because, like, here's here's something that I deal with every week, and I start to introduce myself. And then realize I've known this person for six months or I'll start talking to somebody because I feel like I'm supposed to know them. And then they're like, well, you're rude. You didn't even (laughs) introduce yourself. Like we live in this weird world where you don't really know. I don't think. And, And it all comes back to what you do for a living. Like it's photography, everything. The world has been consumed by photos. Absolutely. I mean, it's a little, it's kind of oversaturated sometimes where for me as a photographer, you know, photos have kind of lost their value in some instances. And cause we were talking like, we were talking about Photoshop today is that I'm a photographer and that's what I care about. You know, I don't, the longer I spend in a dark room or the digital dark room, that means either I've made a mistake behind the camera or I'm just getting weird. I think it's weird that people use Photoshop so much because you're putting out a fake product. Absolutely. If if you're a fitness model and you have to draw abs on, hey, bullshit, diet. Like like me, you're not going to see me posting pictures with my shirt off. You know why? Because I'm not disciplined enough in my nutrition. <laughs> and, and I know that, yeah. but I'm not going to take my shirt off and say, hey, click, I, I know you can do this. You know, Post edit this. Post I'll make you right, man. I'll make you right. No, I hate Mr. that. Mr. Olympia. Like, whatever. <laughs> you, you got a favorite? You got a favorite in the Mr. Olympia? Anybody? Okay, cool. Apparently, I'm the only one that cares. Yep, All right, yep. awesome. Yep, that's got about it on me. Two awkward stares. Um, <laughs> yeah, let me guess. If we started talking Star Wars, you guys would chime no, right in, right? No. no I got God, you. No. I got it. Wait, what? I got you. Seriously? Star- Absolutely. You're a Star Wars guy. Absolutely. No Star Wars, Star, Wars Star Trek, Game of Thrones. Now Yellowstone. Time out. My God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I've, uh, Star Trek. Yeah, like Captain Spock. Wait, Captain, Captain Kirk. 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 And what was who was Spock? He was basically. His this is the command. dumbest podcast. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> Legitimately, this is the stupidest piece of audio ever. The history of podcasts, or the best. I or the not going to bet no, but <laughs> I'm I'm genuinely. Oh crap! You concerned. didn't play Baby Shark today. Baby shark did. Oh my god, that's funny. We should have done that. Um, so okay, so you're a trekkie, isn't that what they're called? Trekkie, yeah, trekkie, trekkie. Yeah. Uh, not officially. I don't dress up or anything like that, but I, I like a good story. You'd be a Klingon anyway. So 
You know what's weird about Klingons? I think they cast only black people to play Klingons. It is. That's really that's pretty much. I I mean, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. (laughs) Like, I don't know what a Klingon. That's the only thing I know about that world is that the Klingons. Explain this. Explain this to me. You you obviously are a Star Trek guy. I like Star Trek. Yeah, love it. I mean, I can tell you all generally all the people who I like. Okay, I don't care about that. (laughs) But this Klingon thing does have me slightly. The Final Frontier and all that. What is what is a Klingon? Klingon's basically an alien. However, they're pretty dark-skinned folk, and they have uh, what's the best way to describe their forehead? Uh, well, it's like a mountain range yeah, on their what? forehead. Yeah, but due to their their what they're supposed to be, they cast only black people to play. Hang on, hang on, time out. Because Ex- extremely strong too. I got this. I got the Klingon are fictional species in the science fiction franchise Star Trek. There you go. Developer Klingons were swarthy humanoids characterized by prideful ruthlessness and brutality. They're Samoan. They're <laughs> <laughs> okay, this sounds stupid. I'm looking at a picture of a Klingon, and they are creepy little dudes. Hey, if you want to go into battle with somebody, you need a Klingon. I don't. I don't know that that's true. I feel like. We're hiding they're, Klingons at Area 51. You know what they say? Well, they they like to say today's a good day to die. So they're like the Spartans of Star Trek. Who says that? Klingons do. Basically, Klingons I say think, today's a good day to die. Today's a good day to die. Yeah. Day to die. That I think, automatically tells me they're not good people. <laughs> I think they were modeled after That's right, Spartans. Spartans. I'm looking at Klingons and they have nothing to do with models. <laughs> but. They're hideous. They're hideous creatures. This is the creepiest thing I've ever seen. I feel like all of a sudden this is Joe Rogan's podcast, and we're talking about stuff that people can't see. Hey, well, Joe Rogan's great. Okay, so so Star Wars, Star You're Wars, in Star Wars too. I am in Star Wars. I'm a little disappointed with the recent ones, but they have their good moments. But why they, so? They're just not written well. I'll tell you what happened. Yeah. So the first, because- the most recent one, well, not the most recent one, the most recent trilogy, we'll call it. Um, and I can't remember the name of it right now. Oh, but the darn. first one, <laughs> me neither. <laughs> the first one, they had a director, and it was basically like they redid the very first Star Wars. I was like, okay, it's basically the same movie, just with different new colors and stuff. Okay. And then they didn't cast him or hire him to do the next one. So basically, what it was like was, hey, let me direct this movie, and then I'll have someone do my sequel, but I'm not going to talk to him about my sequel. And it totally went off of so all the storylines they started with are kind of created. They didn't. They didn't kinda, follow they, up with them. No. They What's kinda, the point? I have watched one Star Wars my whole life, and it was one of the last three they made. I don't know which one. It's where they had all the cool digital stuff, where they brought the dead characters back. Well, uh, uh, the oh, I don't know which one it was, but anyway, they digitally recreated some of the characters from the first one. To oh, be well, that might have been. Uh, what was that movie called? The Han Solo movie. Yeah. Yeah. They did that one, and there was uh, yeah, that's one I haven't watched them in a while. But yeah, and I don't know if anybody listening has noticed, but I've completely dropped out of this conversation <laughs> because once you said Star Wars, that's literally the extent of my Star Wars knowledge is the name of the movie. My extent is that I know that the uh, the Darth Vader and all his army was modeled after Hitler and the SS soldiers. Is where they got their even right down to the same name as stormtroopers, but after that, that's what? the end of my knowledge. Yeah, uh, 
Yeah, I got nothing. I, I, I honestly have no idea. I did. Hey, I, I did introduce you guys, though, right? I just yeah. got a text message from the thing that said, hey, don't forget <laughs> to introduce your guest. So just wanted to make sure that we did. I, I will tell you, we did. speaking yes. on Darth Vader, um, you might have seen Rogue One. but No, Rogue, no, well, I didn't. I know you didn't. <laughs> okay. Didn't, didn't see didn't. it. But, but that was the one that had Darth Vader in it, and that was probably the best we've seen Darth Vader in action. Like that last final five minutes of them, he's pretty much a beast. And killing people and throwing people around, and it was pretty. It's like a horror movie for two point five seconds. Favorite moment with Darth Vader was epic rap battles between him and him. Oh, those are <laughs> those are phenomenal. <laughs> that was the best idea ever. That's up there with Dude Perfect. Is dang it? That's what we should have been doing tonight. Oh, I know they're in town. Is uh, is Chewbacca in Star Wars? Yes, sir. Yes. Okay, uh-huh. all right. That is that's Star Wars. That's Star Wars. I know. I know Chewbacca. <laughs> That's the best you're going to get. Apparently, Chewbacca <laughs> just sat down in the studio. Um, yeah, but what is Chewbacca? Is Chewbacca, does anybody know? Is Chewbacca he's an like an alien? Bigfoot? No, he's an alien, ain't he? he is a, he's a Wookiee, which is like a giant carpet, as to reference Princess Leia, which you wouldn't know that either. No. But Yeah, because Super Mario saves her at the end of the game. <laughs> That's Princess Peach. Not Princess Leia. Wait, what? <laughs> is that her name? Yes. No. Okay, Google it. Is Google that real? Is that like Leia she, is she Star actually, Wars? No, but like Princess Peach. Is that what you yeah. said? Like the princess in Mario Brothers had a name? I yes. guess. I had no clue. I thought it was just Princess. So Click is not only a phenomenal photographer, he is a dictionary you are of useless way, information. Way, way more into some weird shit than I thought. Pop. Princess Peach, there it That's is, right. right there on the old Google machine. It is. Princess crazy. Peach. That's hey, Mario's I did lady. Not, I did not know that. She's classy. I had no idea. Okay, so Chewbacca is a, what'd you say, a Wookiee? A Wookiee. That's okay. right. Yeah. All right. Um, is it a red shirt Wookiee? Everybody, <laughs> everybody, everybody listening at home obviously knows what a Wookiee is. There you go. Um, Just Google it. I'm going to have to here in a minute. He's like, but there are other Wookiees, but he's basically like Han Solo's best friend, formerly played by Harrison Ford, who's a beast. Yes. I'm now slamming my head on the table. <laughs> You had to know this eventually would happen. You get somebody in here that that actually knew what Star Wars was about. (laughs) I I thought I really thought I'd be able to go this whole podcast life without it. Oh no, I plan to ruin that for you anyway. Someday on my gravestone, they'll put, "Hey, he lived a great life without Mm -hmm. watching one episode of Star Wars." Well, if if you're going to give it a go, go with Star Wars. Because if you try to follow Game of Thrones, it'll never work out for you. Yeah, everybody's into Game of Thrones. It's not everybody. Well, not every. <laughs> Funny that me and cousin Sammy are are not necessarily watching the same thing, but avoiding watching the same thing. Yes. the The final season wasn't as good as I would have liked, but because they kind of rushed it. But it was a good show. Ah, uh, you can't rush Game of Thrones. No, you yeah. just can't do you it. Know. You got too many swords and too many uh, Vikings and all that stuff. I'm not even going to get into the swords because the swords have names and stuff. And I don't know. I I think I said this on last week's podcast, probably at ten different podcasts. But roommate Dave. Um, who is he, real? Yeah, he is real. You you actually met roommate. You actually photographed roommate. Photographed him. Week. Got a little workout in with him. So oh, he, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna drop this little nugget out there. If you want to see roommate Dave, follow at Westfit OK because we're going to in the next couple of weeks drop some roommate Dave photos on the Westfit OK page. Um, but roommate Dave might have had a bunch of Guinness and bought a sword on 
Amazon. I think I know I've told that story yeah, like well, seven times, but it's fine. It's whatever. I just think it's ridiculous. But it wasn't that people we, so so into Game of Thrones. Yes. You ever been to uh, Medieval story? Times? I have not. I I've wanted to. Um, there's one in Dallas that I want to go to. Back. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Because I, I know there's one in Vegas at uh, the That's Luxor. the most glorious thing ever. I no, not the Luxor. Uh, Excalibur. Medieval Times. It is uh, essentially a dining restaurant. Well, you've, have you seen Cable Guy with uh, Jim yeah. Carrey? No, yeah. not Drew Carey. Jim um, Carrey. Jim Carrey. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's been forever. Oh, yeah. That scene where he fights his new friend who did Cable for it, and that's medieval times. Now, they won't oh. let you joust yeah. in front of everybody <laughs> because I've seen it and like sparks fly off shields and stuff. Like Jousting trying, is le- yeah, it's, it's real, yeah, real, deal. real deal. Like, it's scary. <clears throat> and they still do it. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, I, I can't. I, and you talk about having level. some <laughs> testicular fortitude. You give a guy a spear and a horse, and you're gonna just run at each other as fast as you can. We're uh, we're looking at photos right now. That's a good shot of roommate Dave, actually. <laughs> That's a really good shot of roommate Dave. That's perfect. I had to keep the mystique just a little bit. We're gonna have to put that out there. That's a good shot. Um, okay, so we've established that you're a Star Wars guy. You're a Trekkie ish. Um, Has uh, incredible knowledge of the Mario game. That yeah, nobody ever needs that. Kind of blew anything. my mind. So 2010, you show up at uh, PBR in Hampton, Virginia, yeah, yeah, and you just kind of decide what. I uh, well, I, were you I already mentioned. into photography? Yeah, okay. I was. Uh, I went to undergrad, got my bachelor's in graphic design, and actually, my senior year, I kind of almost went cold turkey and said, "I'm going to just do photography." It was my something I enjoyed. I was passionate about it. I could get involved in anything I liked because you know that's the cool thing about photography is whatever you're into, you can shoot it, and. Uh, and then when I worked, I worked at a theme park formerly owned by Anheuser-Busch called Busch Gardens. There's one in Virginia and one in Florida. There's one in St. Louis, too. There used to be because, like, I remember oh, yeah. going to Busch Gardens and seeing um, – Busch Gardens was kind of like Six Flags, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember going to St. Louis and maybe I'm making this up. <laughs> There's a real good chance. Maybe nope. I'm thinking of Grant Farms. Never mind. Anyways, Maybe. continue. But yeah, and we uh, actually when uh, Anheuser Busch owned it, they used to have the Clydesdales there from uh, the commercials and stuff that you would see on Christmas yeah. and all the time. But you yeah. know, there's more than one set of them, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that when I was a kid. <laughs> well, we, that's we're all a little slow when we're kids. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and then one of my coworkers, he rode bulls for eight years, and he told me about some of the associations in the area. I got involved with Zebra, which was actually started by Jerome Davis, but mm-hmm. Chan and uh, Jeff Canner run that now. And uh, but that was cool for me because I came up with guys like Michael Lane and Gage Gay and um, Eli Vassbinder on the pro rodeo side, and and Matt Merritt. Those you know Luke Kaufman, all those guys I kind of came up with, and that's where I got started. I popped out east and announced a few Zebra events. You know when I first kind of first kind of started getting my fingers in the PBR mm-hmm. world. Um, doing a few touring pros and stuff. I would go out east and do a, a few Zebra bull rides. I remember the first time I did Asheville, North Carolina, it was actually Zebra when I, when I oh, started yeah. working for Jeff Robinson. That's right. There. That was his deal. Yeah. They used to be, uh, used to be Zebra events. There was a lot of really good, really good bull riders come out of there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All those guys from the East coast, Dylan yeah. Smith. Now all those guys are Zebra guys. It's crazy how you find these little talent pools around mm-hmm. the world. I mean, we see so many of them from Brazil, and obviously Brazil's a big country. Oh, yeah. There's a lot to select from, but, you know, you start looking, and everybody thinks, oh, Bull Riders, Texas, you know, or, or Oklahoma, but that little pocket around North Carolina, right there around Jerome and Tiffany's place, like, 
There's so much oh, talent yeah. there. Jerome and Tom Teague and all those guys, a lot of those bulls that we've seen on the year, Bones and stuff like that, they're all coming from North Carolina. Yeah. Um, man, Tom Teague kind of helped oh, change yeah. the game. Absolutely. So you you kind of decide, you know, hey, I, I'm kind of interested in this. I'm going to start going. To I mean, I'm assuming it's just like anything, like the natural progression. Like you just try to get your feet wet, trying to do whatever you can. Well, yeah, my goal, I was that first year that I got serious and started doing it and got in the dress code and did that whole deal. I, I went everywhere I could. My goal was to be when people needed a photographer, I wanted them to think about me first before anybody else. Um and it, and it worked out like that. I won a couple Photographer of the Year awards. I actually co-produced an event in Virginia with Zebra and won an award for that. So, And I was just, just grinding and getting getting around. Think about that. You just, as a grown man in 2019, said dress code. Yeah. we. It's it's funny to me, but like there are these traditions that right. stick around forever. And, you know, you show up at, a, at certain events and... You better have a hat and long sleeves on. Absolutely. No matter you know what you look like, no matter whether you've ever worn one in your life mm -hmm. before or not, like that's the rules. Yeah, it's because that's what the people come to see, man. They want to see cowboys and cowgirls. They don't want to see the person they walk past on the street. But my issue with that is not everybody's not everybody's not everybody's growing up in a cowboy hat. Like there, sure. I see people now. Oh yeah, wearing a cowboy hat, and I'm like, just stop. <laughs> Absolutely, but, but at the same time, like if you just went out and you bought it, you know, to go to an event or whatever, please, I love that. I think, and and I'm obviously I'm way different. I think outside the box, I'm different than every than most people. But you go to the Calgary Stampede, yeah. Everybody that goes to Calgary Stampede wears a cowboy hat, and nine out of ten of them are not the same kind of cowboy hats that we wear, right? <laughs> okay, but I love it because oh, yeah. everybody is so welcoming and it's like you know what you just want to be a part of it absolutely and that's part of how they do it is is to dress not because they're forced to not because yeah. they have to but they they want to i think i just think that's cool yeah. but i do think we have certain traditions that that maybe might go overboard a little bit like oh, I'm, yeah. I'm a firm believer that you got to have cowboy hats on the back of the shoots yeah. but i don't know that it goes everywhere like you know i i I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I th and I think it's good to kind of to go both ways because I think we are not always wearing a cowboy hat. It makes it easier for you to connect with other people too. I mean, we've got a really wide, diverse yeah. dynamic of people that see what we do and, and come and you know enjoy what we do. So it shouldn't. We kind of shouldn't necessarily discourage people from being who they are too. No, you know, one hundred percent because. Um, I don't, cousin Sammy even own a cowboy hat? Probably not. No, absolutely not. And last night, when the guy come and talked to us about the PBR, he recognized you as being part of it, you and the other guy in the cowboy hat, and he asked me if I was a clown. <laughs> oh, that's right. that's right. That's right. That's right. So I that's why that. the PBR wants you to wear your cowboy hat, I, so nobody thinks you're a clown. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, no, I, but I, I love that. I love that we, you know, People have this misconception. Well, I've never been to a rodeo, you know, or I've never been to a PBR. Or I don't. I don't even own a pair of boots. Wear your flip flops. I don't I'm give old. a damn. Come see it. It's it's entertainment. Absolutely, it is for you to enjoy. Not you don't have to, you know, dive in and buy your card. 
Like just it's it's a show, just like everything else. I have a good time. It was funny every time I'm back home, I tell people, you know, I ask them if they want to come to the bull riding, and they assume they have to get on the bull. I'm like, right. no, <laughs> just you just have to be there. You do, you know, just, just come watch. on. We're not getting on. You're good. Now, on the flip side of that, if I could go to Monday Night Raw and actually get in the ring, I would love that. Like, sign me up, count me in. I'm doing it. Let's well, that's go. something I have not seen. Brock Lesnar, I will make Brock Lesnar my bitch. <laughs> No, probably well, that's not. pretty. Let's hefty. hope that that floats out there and gets me on Joe Rogan. <laughs> that'll be that'll be good watching right there. If, if for, the for some reason somebody that. listening to this podcast knows Brock Lesnar, please don't tell him that was said. Please it, tell uh, him. And if he if if it is, please tell him that was roommate Dave that jumped in and did did an impression. It always has tickled me or made me wonder why people think they have to dress like a cowboy to go to a rodeo. You know but what? They I don't, don't wear understand. their baseball uniform to the baseball game. <laughs> No, but a lot of people take their glove. Well, that, well, that's to catch foul balls. Yeah, but are they thinking bulls going to get loose and they're going to have to ride it? So they want to be dressed maybe, for the occasion. Maybe who knows? Now, what I saw at Monday Raw, they they were Monday Night Raw. They were pretty serious about I, that deal. I they, love WWE. <laughs> I love pro wrestling. I love pro wrestling with every fiber of my being. And we love that about you. I do because it keeps you grounded. I've, I've you, been I've been tripping over Hunk Hogan's all week. This, you so. step <laughs> into my office at at the gym. I have uh, Hulk Hogan action figures everywhere. I have a Hulk Hogan poster. I'm a big Hulkamaniac from way back in the day. Which obviously, I mean, yeah, you just looked over your shoulder because what do you see? A good old Hulk Hogan lunchbox. And I think by now everybody knows what you keep in a Hulk Hogan lunchbox. The ratchet, the hammer. <laughs> uh, actually, I think, uh, it's chopper. A, I think it's a 45 caliber right now, actually. <laughs> That's what you keep in the Hulk Hogan lunchbox. But uh, Wig splitter. If you don't have one. If, if anybody knows where I can get one of those Hulkamania lunchboxes, please send me a tweet, a DM, Matt OS. I need more. Those I'm so mad at myself. That one is pretty one. sweet. It though. is I'm amazing. surprised you didn't get a whole it's bunch of them. crazy cool. Did it come with a thermos? No. No. Oh and I God. think that's why it was only $5. Somebody find us a Hulkamania thermos. To oh, my God. Those hard please. plastic ones from back in the day. There's yes. two things that I'd love to go coat. back and get. And one of them, yes, is the Hulk Hogan lunchbox that had nice. the thermos and the soup cup. <laughs> That's a real thing. Yeah, Our, awesome. Like lunch boxes for kids used to come with a thermos and a soup cup. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Everything you need. That and I want the old Hulk Hogan weight set that had the headband and the blue like plastic weight set. I think you had to put sand in them or something. Nice. Mm-hmm. We'll have to take photos when you get that. Yeah, I promise you because <laughs> they'll go in a glass case and they'll be hiding in my office. I will put them on display. Um. Okay, so you you start getting into the world, and and then you kind of start to find your way to these bigger events. Yeah, and then I meet Matt West, <laughs> and it all goes down. It all there. goes down here from there. And just a few short years later, he's in Delaware doing a <laughs> podcast. Hey, uh, but this is this is just your first time to Delaware, Oklahoma. It is um, first time meeting at Twin Peaks last night too. Awesome. That, that blows my mind. <laughs> I can't believe it myself. I'm just glad they fixed the heat in there. <laughs> hey, roommate Dave, hand me out. Hand me. Let's get us another round there, roommate Dave, please. Thank you. Um, let's be honest, because since it's your first time, I know this is hard to believe, but not a lot of people have made their way through Delaware, Oklahoma, and even the incredible tourist destination that it is. Uh, 
there's a lot of people listening that have never been here. So if you could, in a few words, describe this beautiful city, the floor is yours. It's uh, Delaware, Oklahoma is extremely cultured. There's a lot of beautiful, interesting people. The uh, the arts community is really dedicated. And they got a lot of good variety, really good food. The the breakfast spot, that is not plural. That's it's, no water, you dumbass. Oh, We're talking, sorry. That's the next oh, my, town over. My bad. I was driving too fast. <laughs> I can honestly say that's the first time I've ever called one of my guests a dumbass. I'm sorry. I publicly apologize right <sighs> Unbelievable. now. Unbelievable. Um. Okay, no, but that's no Delaware. Water. Well, <laughs> that's where that's where West Fit. That's where the gym is. Correct. Oh, where, I, I'm just thought you were running for mayor of both. My bad. No, just Delaware. I can only run for mayor of one. Delaware is where you're at now. Zombie Fest. You, you know. You know what? Zombie Fest. Uh, apparently, it's down the street. Is not a good spot for truck drivers. They need to figure out mm. that situation because <laughs> they're uh, they like to go off road around here. And yeah, the deal. that's crazy. Like 300 yards off the road. In, <laughs> yeah, in at bank least. Net. That was uh, crazy. Enough. Anyway, again, we're talking about shit that people can't, they have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> we're, we're, we, we are heading into the city of Delaware uh, about 24 hours ago. And when we turn the corner, there's lights, there's, there's fire trucks, there's police everywhere. Someone had drove a semi a solid couple hundred yards off of oh, yeah. the main highway and, and slammed the front into an embankment. Um, I don't know. Hope everybody's okay, but Delaware is nice though. Very green. Uh, kind of, I kind of expect uh, it's kind of got a swamp feel to it. Like I, I expect there to be like you're driving down the road and you look at the grass on each side and you just know there's like a pond you or a lake on the other it's side. Very g- green. It's yeah. kind of like a swamp and there's grass on both sides well, of the road. You typically you just described. <laughs> Every person in Colorado's dream. Now they're going to be coming here to load up for their dispensaries. Hey, man, there's one spot in Tulsa that looked pretty solid. I can't remember the name of it, but they got some pretty good kush from apparently what I hear. I have no idea what that even means. I don't. Well, but I'll tell you why I said green, because I come from Virginia where everything is green. So then you come west. So we're kind of surprised when we see trees and stuff. We think the world's a desert past the Mississippi. What do you grow up doing in Virginia? Uh, you well, specifically. My first job was at Hardee's or Carl's Jr. for you folks on this side of the world. And then. No, they used to be Hardee's. Yes. They oh, used to touche. be Hardee's here. My Matter bad. of fact, there is, I think there's still a Hardee's about 30 still? minutes down the road. Well, there you go. First job was at Hardee's. And then I worked at a movie theater. And then I worked at a theme park. And then I decided I wanted to rodeo. And I did that. I gave up my weekend job so I could rodeo and bull ride. But at what point did you end up working like with kind of the military a little bit? Oh, I've been doing that. So I had uh, left my theme park job and I started working at a, uh, <laughs> a little JCPenney type photo studio deal yeah. and did that during the Christmas season and then let me go because I wasn't I was overachieving. And were you trying to like set people's dogs up and, no, or like, what were you doing? Whatever I could do, I would do, man. Yeah. But I was surprised that someone would let me hold their 13 day old child to photograph them. I'm like, all right, do you sure you want me to start blasting this light in the child's face? Like I want them to smile. They can't open their eyes good. So yeah. whatever, we'll go for it. People will take them to NASCAR races and put <laughs> headphones on them. Blows my mind. Are you kidding me? They can't even hold their head up and you're dragging this baby to uh, basically a metallica concert and putting them right in front of a speaker like ah idiots anyway well yeah but then i so i think right at the middle of may of 2012 i was still rodeoing full-time i got accepted into uh 
Savannah College of Art and Design, where I got my master's. I started working for the Department of Defense, where I photographed soldiers. And I was offered a position to teach at my old alma mater. So I was a college professor, a student, cowboy, and I was still working as well, taking pictures of soldiers. Pretty easy to say that you are the most accomplished human being in this building right now. <laughs> um, you I got, do things. Did you say you got a master's degree? Yeah. Master's of Fine Arts in Photography with the Savannah College of Art and Design. How do you get a master's degree? I couldn't get a bachelor's degree. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to do one before you. Well, it's the way programs. Five and a half years to get an associate's degree in agriculture. Hey, man. Can't waste no money, man. I was the kind of kid when you went to class. If you didn't go to class, I, I felt I was losing money. I was blowing somebody else's deal. So I had to go. I, I feel bad because I wasted a lot of my parents' money. I, I I really did. Like I was a 4.0 student for three semesters, and then I just got so burnt out. Yeah. I just needed a break. It's hard, man. It is. It, it is. Um, That sounds so stupid. Not like, 4.0. There's, there's people that have real-life problems, and we're sitting here saying, oh, you know, sometimes college is hard. Whatever. Yeah. Well, we got to wake up every morning. Absolutely. Um, Super blessed. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag blessed. All day. God's plan. God's plan. Uh, <laughs> what about you? No master's degree for you? No. No, I've never even been to college. Not not even uh, to a college? <laughs> I never even drove past one. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped at a Taco Bell across the street <laughs> from a college. One time. I did graduate high school and a trade school that taught me to do what I do now to make my living. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, but... Yeah, my higher education wasn't in my. I was a baby of ten kids. I was fourteen before I knew macaroni wasn't meat. So <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have money for college. <laughs> we didn't have money for shoes during the summer, so college wasn't in my future. Oh my god! <laughs> Wait a minute. I, I did. I did okay. <laughs> I just had an epiphany. Macaroni's not meat. <laughs> I don't know. The Blue Box Blues is pretty solid. Now, next you're going to tell me Chewbacca is not real. No, he's real. Shut up. <laughs> uh, I, I, I just I don't get it. I can't get into the Star Wars. I have zero reason to watch it. I'll like, tell you what. If you haven't seen it now, it's pretty hard to get involved. Yeah, I'm a gets, grown man. Yeah. I can't get into that stupid shit anymore. He's got wrestling to watch. Yeah. Hey, okay. <laughs> let's, okay. What? What's? What's your favorite? Like favorite all time classic movie? Ooh, favorite all time. Jeez, classic saddles. What is it? I do, I do blazing like blazing saddles. Blazing saddles. I yep. think that's going to be one one. of my outfits for the NFR. If I can freaking and whoever can do some, like something like that, we're gonna. I'm gonna do a blazing saddles outfit for the NFR this year. If I can really, that out. you got my partner so. I work with every day's wife girlfriend is a seamstress. Oh yeah, and a bad one at that. She can hook you up. We're about, we're about to make that happen. Um, you guys know that I was just with one of the guys from Blazing Saddles this past weekend, right? No, Emotionally, no. Burton, Burton Gillum. Burton Gillum is from Allen, Texas, and for the last two, he's the guy that says, "Come on, everybody, let's <laughs> sing a song. How about the Camp Town Lake?" That, that guy. I was with that guy all. Week. I got a picture. <laughs> oh of my me god! Me and him, right? Now. I would just. I can't believe you guys didn't know that. Like, yeah, I was just with him this weekend. He. How would the, we know that? Man? Well, we don't, don't have a tracking device on you. Well, I don't know. I just. I feel like that's him right there in the middle. In the uh, brown jacket. That's him. Dude, uh, holy that's smokes, him. that is it him. Is, uh, it's 100% him. Oh that's awesome. So I could probably help you get hooked up on that hey, costume. 
I'm all for it. That'll be awesome. Um, all time. I'll tell you what's been rocking me pretty recently. It's freaking Top Gun. Top Gun, yeah. yeah. Talk to me, Goose. That's, That's a great movie. Great movie. Uh, Have you really seen the trailer is. for the new one? I haven't. Uh, I still haven't seen Creed 2 either because I know that's about your next question. I, we, we've talked about this. I drives me nuts because I love the Rocky movie. Not my favorite all-time classic movie, though. Yeah. Um, First okay, Blood's so another good one. Cousin Sammy says Blazing, Blazing Saddles. Saddles. Sure, yeah, pretty Click. much. Ooh. Chris, if that is your real name. Depends on the day. Depends on the day. Really? Golly, I'm trying to think. What's a, You know, my favorite all-time. I don't know. You know what? I think I'm going to jump on the, the bandwagon and go Blazing Saddles. Really? That's a freaking classic. It, it is. It's a good one. I, I can't. I don't know that I could split it. I've got two. My favorite, you probably noticed in the guest room that there is a <laughs> giant pure country movie poster in there. Um, all-time favorite classic movie would be Pure Country and WrestleMania 3. Yeah, I think it's the greatest of all time. A Knight's Tale was an awesome movie. It was one of two movies I've watched more than once my whole life, and I can watch it like 10 times. Knight's Tale's good. Blazing Saddles. I have no idea what that is. You don't know what a Knight's Tale is? No. Only the greatest movie ever made. The only reason I say Blazing Saddles over Knight's Tale is because I love to laugh, and anytime something can make me laugh, seeing oh, yeah. it the second and third time, it's got to be good. And I laugh at that movie every time I watch it. I yeah I don't know I I'm not good on movies. <laughs> that is apparent. Obviously, <laughs> I uh, just like I don't know what the Milky Way is. <sighs> it's, it's the, I'm, I'm not going to say it. No, do it, do it. <laughs> it's no, the, it's the, yeah, keep it's, it. It's the clouds. Of, it's the clouds in the sky. It's the clouds in the sky. It's the doorway to the next universe. What does that even mean? <laughs> I'll tell you what the Milky Way is. It's a freaking fake version of a snickers that's what it is that's right let's all we can all agree that snickers are the king the of all candy bars i kind of like a zero myself but hmm. say that again i kind of like a zero yeah okay yeah i just i wanted to make sure you were saying something that none of us gave a shit about <laughs> You don't know what a zero candy bar is? I've seen them, but nobody's ever taken one off the shelf. Ever. (laughs) Ever. Every time I've ever seen a zero candy bar, the boxes looked exactly the same. Nobody's ever taken one out. Nobody eats that shit. I'm going to buy you a zero candy bar. I'm going to throw it at you. In a copy of A Knight's Tale, and you can make it a night. I would rather kick myself in the testicles. Then waste a night of my that? life. I don't know what I would rather watch, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what a Knight's Tale is. And Great I'll, movie. Why, why is it a zero? I don't know. On it's a not scale my... of one to ten, we're a zero never... by us. Have you ever ate one? No. Well, well you're I'm... missing out. Don't judge. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things I haven't done in my life. And guess what? <laughs> I'm not missing out on anything. Uh, all right. You ever had a crackle? Huh? Crackle. It's I think Hershey's makes it. It's Short pretty. Oh, like you did me. <laughs> no, because it's different. <laughs> when a man of his ethnicity looks you in the eye and goes, "You ever had, had a crackle?" crackle? <laughs> no, sir. Well, have you ever seen a zero I, candy bar? Yes, they're white. <laughs> they're they're, well, they're brown from the dust on the shelf. Yeah. It doesn't move. Thank you. Because they're they, awesome. You know what? Big league chew. That's something we can all agree on, right? I mean, I don't chew it. I didn't play ball. Big league. It's bubble gum. I don't chew bubble gum. My God. It's you. a really high-priced bubble gum that holds its flavor for like 31 seconds. 
So no, it's not a good That's choice. If you really drag it out. <laughs> That's if you keep adding to it. You know what holds its flavor? Oh boy. Zero candy bar. Pizza. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah. is it Chicago style pizza or New York style pizza? Which is crazy to me because they're not like I don't know the difference. What do you what do you mean you don't know the difference? <laughs> Well, it's I don't know the difference. How do you not know the difference between New York and Chicago? Like New York's the thin, well, I know the difference big, in the town. Like Chicago's that big deep. Dish New York's thick. where they get to know you before they Hang kill on. you, and Chicago's where they kill you immediately. I forgot I'm talking to someone that's never been out of the county we're in currently. I forget. He forgets a part about being poor. I forget that he's never crossed the state line. Eighteen miles, miles down, down the road. That's a long way. It is a long way. It is. It is a long, long way. All right, so you jump into the world. You're, you know, you're doing some stuff for the military. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty cool. It, L- it lots pretty- of stuff. We, jeez, uh, went to Fort Benning one time, hung out with some Ranger students, and did some stuff with them. And God, went to D.C. Met Gary Sinise when he was playing out there, and and did food stuff. Hung out with Surgeon General. Been up there with four stars, and I photographed four stars getting promoted. Secretary of Defense. I've helped soldiers get promoted all over the country still. I mean, it was funny. Actually, one of my last traveling jobs, I ran into a soldier. What is going on over here? Because it's <laughs> he just pulled his shirt up. <laughs> no. What are you doing? Something pop, bit either me. Either pop the top or it's don't. Something, something bit me. So let's just leave it at that. Okay. All so right. anyway, I had to check. Jeez. And then, yeah, just running around. And so you've probably, I don't know, well. Especially in the military, you've probably seen a lot of my work. Actually, the last job we did, we were redoing the PT tests for the Army because they're switching it up. And now they have to be true athletes all the way across the board. You know what's crazy to me? And, and I've thought about this because like, I'm fascinated with what you guys do. And um, you know Matt Cohen? Oh, yeah. So Matt was just on Matt Merritt's podcast and listening to him and his background, where he comes from. But you know, I think about this all the time, and I'm around Andy Watson, and... Shout out to Andy. Yeah, shout out, shout out to uh, Bullstock Media. But uh, is that okay? Is it okay for me to shout out the competitor? Uh, no, he's okay. <laughs> competitor, <laughs> mentor, friend. I'm, no, I'll tell awesome. you what. Uh, I'm sure people have some people have beefs with Andy Watson, but definitely he's a big part of why you get to see Click Thompson all the time. He honestly, he's a big part of everything, like because he's not just a photographer. I mean, this guy's doing so much. Outside of oh. Western sports, oh. the, now, now him and his wife they're producing PBR events. They've got a six-time PBR Touring Pro event of the year in Big Sky, Montana. If you can get tickets, you need to go to that one. Right, it's a good time every right? time. Um, which is crazy because we actually roomed together in Big Sky. And we did. I never saw you anywhere other than at the <laughs> arena. I don't know how that worked, but I did, I got a bunch of me and my buddy Thomas. We got a bunch of friends in Big Sky. And uh, we got to go see him. Shout out to Sophie, Chewy, Seth, the whole crew. Good <laughs> All to see of a sudden, he became like a 17-year-old boy. Shout out to this hey. girl and that girl. No, I'm just kidding. It's the crew, man. They get us through the week. Um, Sometimes you, all night. Who do you think's calling me from Illinois? Ooh. Yeah, if <laughs> okay, if, you want to hear something crazy? That's Rock Island, Illinois. So that was one of the places I used to travel to almost every month, the photograph really? soldiers. Because the Rock Island Armory. Yeah, right, right there at the Arsenal. Yeah, and I would photo right in the Quad Cities, and I photograph soldiers all the time there. You know what? Uh, you know what's great about the Quad Cities is that is where because the Quad Cities are, um, 
Oh, crap. Davenport. Bettendorf. Davenport, Iowa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bettendorf. Da- okay, Davenport, Iowa is the important one. This, this is the whole <laughs> basis of my little rabbit hole. Right Touche. Davenport, Iowa is home to WWE superstar Seth Rollins. You're welcome. Boom. Gotcha. And, I'm sure you guys wanted to know that. And the first time I ever threw a pitch out was at Davenport, Iowa. And the River the, Bandits? Yep, the River Bandits. They have Phenomenal a big ballpark. They have a big Ferris, Ferris wheel, wheel out over left field. I used to walk over from my hotel in uh, Moline and Rock Island. I used to walk across the big Continental Bridge to go to the baseball games. That's crazy. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> and and the only reason that's important, because uh, you guys both went with me. I got to throw a first pitch at Tulsa Drillers game. That's right. Which is... For little kid Matt is unbelievable. You know how many Tulsa Driller games I sat at as a kid and just thought that was the greatest thing in the world? Like, I got to throw a first pitch at a Driller's game. That was That's pretty cool. awesome. I'm glad I got to go see that. It's yeah, pretty. And, really and you guys can vouch for me because Hollywood Yates and his big ass was talking smack on Instagram. I didn't see it go across the plate. 60 feet, 6 inches. I did not embarrass myself, did I? No. Are you talking about the pitch or something? Else? The pitch, oh, yes. Gotcha. From 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 the mound to the catcher, I made it. Oh yeah, did good. Okay, right in the strike zone. You I know, mean, I've you was asking him about how he kind of got started and what he does. I've always been fascinated about what made people choose their path in life because there's always something that happens that makes you choose what you're going, what you realize or not. Like for me, it was as a little kid mom and them trying to get stuff done around the house not having the money to hire the best contractor so they hired the cheap contractor and i just wanted to see if you could be a contractor and not stay drunk (laughs) (laughs) so literally that's why i went to school for it and become a general contractor is so i could get in people's houses and finish the job (laughs) in a timely manner and not leave beer cans without, laying around when without I left, being drunk. Without being drunk. It's, I mean, that's honestly, it's a good point. But there's good something point. like that in everybody's life. Do you have a moment where it just kind of triggered something? I used to be really quiet and I didn't talk to people. And then I was in college, I became an RA and I kind of had to interact with people. And then when I started rodeo, and I just fell in love with people. So a lot of people didn't go to college. <clears throat> a RA or a resident assistant, essentially a babysitter to make sure the building doesn't burn down. Kind of. It, yeah. It's a student. Yeah, absolutely. But it's it's the student that is the teacher's pet, kind of. Yeah, hey, man. He was the Pay for my room teacher. and board, kids. Pay for my room and board. No. Um, yeah, we, we had them, and, and we gave them wedgies and all that stuff. Oh, too. I've gotten locked out of room. I got some good stories being an RA. I gotten locked out of rooms. I've had one. Our building caught on fire twice. One time, what? It was we were at a. You had one job. I wasn't there, <laughs> so our graduate assistant Kool Aid, his name's Quentin, but we all call him Kool Aid. He, uh, who I actually just saw recently, shout out to you. I went yeah, to because I'm sure Kool Aid's listening to <laughs> oh, my podcast. Well, after I share this sucker, he, he will. Okay. Um, we were at a uh, fashion show, Alpha Phi Alpha. The uh, fraternity was having a fr- fashion show in the gym, and. He calls me. He's like, where are you? I'm like, I'm at the fashion show. I just saw you. He goes, uh, the building's on fire. So here I am sprinting across campus, <laughs> like in, in the dark. And I get over there and sure enough, like there's smoke barreling out of the fourth floor of our building. I'm like, what in the world? I'm thinking, is it a microwave or something? Nope. And we got stuck out there and building started flooding on the second and third floor and all that stuff. So we had to sleep in 
every, all the residents and stuff, we got scattered all about campus and different dorms and stuff or residence halls, as they told us to say. So you, you actually let the building burn. I mean, it didn't burn down, but but there was flames. Significant. Yeah, there damage. was solid flames. Yeah, I don't think that's in code. I, no, I think did I you don't. did you get to keep your RA job? Oh, I kept my job for sure. That's crap. If that had been me, I'd have got fired. Yeah. <laughs> so you actually rodeoed for a while. Rode? No, I didn't. Uh, no, you just I went straight from as a photographer, and then I okay. got on the road. But no, I, I mean. I'm a world champion roper on the ground. You put me on a horse, it's a different story. Yeah, but. you keep saying that, but I've yet to see it. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm pretty handy with a, with a rope. I'm all right. Um, I had one of those, you know, you, you go back to Cousin Sammy's initial question there is talking about having those moments where it kind of leads us to what we now do. I got forced uh, to announce a junior bull riding one time for kids, like starting with mutton busting sheep all the way up to like 17 year old kids getting on quote-unquote senior bulls and it happened I'll, I'll take you by there in the morning and show you the arena um i got forced to do it and i hated it because you can ask my mom and dad like i was the shyest human being ever i still, still is i i do get that way yeah. and and like you guys have both seen it because you spend enough time around me away from work so many people say, oh, this bullshit. He ain't shy. He's never been shy a day in his life. Bull <laughs> crap. Like, you get me away from work and out of my element and take a microphone away from me. I'm the guy that's posted up in the corner. Everybody thinks he's a jerk just because he's scared to talk to everybody. So um, I got forced to announce one time, and they <clears throat> I, I made it through it, and they said, well, we got another one here in a couple of weeks. And um, I said, well, I'll never do this again. <laughs> I, I don't want to do this anymore. Well, we'll pay you 75 bucks if you want to. Sign me up. What time do I need to be here? Exactly. Like, I'm in. If I can make money like that, I'm in. But it's something I've grown up around forever. I've been around rodeos my whole life. Been around horses and cattle. So, um, And I've always been a fan. So it's, it's a no-brainer. I, and it goes back to... I think everybody at this table and I think everybody listening, if you enjoy your job, it's because you have a passion for what you're doing. Absolutely. Like you obviously have a, like, you know, you, you shot photos for the last two days. Yeah. You come in and you start looking at them. Like you truly have a passion for what you're doing. I, I wake up and go to sleep thinking about pictures. That's, that's all I do. I it's think creepy. about that's the creepiest <laughs> well, thing that's been said on this podcast. Well, probably. There's been a lot of creepy things said on this podcast. <laughs> you win. There it is. I mean, <laughs> No, but in all seriousness, I mean that's it's what I care about, man. It's what I, I if, and I'm so blessed and fortunate because I literally make a living taking pictures. I'm just impressed with both of you, and I'm being serious again for a minute that you actually care about what you do. I see so many people that do their job every day and and didn't, doesn't don't care. Yeah. And what impressed me, like Matt, to me, I'm proud of him, of course, because he's family. But he's done a lot of stuff to me that's impressive. But I was lucky enough to see him speak at a graduation oh. from the How school was that? at the school that he graduated <laughs> from. Oh, I bet. But the most impressive thing he ever done in his whole career to me was speaking at that graduation because he was kind of put on the spot and it was around people he knew. Like now he don't you know, whoever's listening, he probably knows a lot of them, but some of them he don't know. Well, I look at a camera most of the time yeah. now. It's, it's almost like it's not even real. But this was in front of basically Three, his peers, his family, five hundred yeah. of your closest yeah. friends, and I mean family members, and he shined. That was it. Was it was awesome to me, and that's when I knew that he was 
in the right path on his life. It was because crazy because was like good. people talk about, you know, that whole being shy thing and, and I'm, it's weird. And I know there's a lot of people out there that are very similar to me in the sense that you put me in front of a large crowd. Yeah. Oh, oh, let's go. <laughs> I got this. Like get out of my way. Like I, I, I love it. Love it. But you put me in a crowd where I can look people in the eye and like, you know, I can see if they start whispering to somebody next to them, all that stuff. Or you put me in front of a group of people that I, it's weird. That graduation was the most terrifying thing I've ever done. I, I've not been that nervous maybe ever, but I knew there were so many people. More importantly, I knew that there were a lot of 16, 17, 18-year-old kids there yeah. that may or may not listen. And those ones that did listen, I wanted oh, yeah. to make sure that, that like God put the right words in my mouth. Um because I truly believe, like, we don't know who's listening and Absolutely. watching, and I feel like every single human being on this planet affects somebody else's life. Yes, and and maybe to me that's why it was so impressive is because I spent time with him before, and I knew how important it was and how nervous she was. And to me, it was you did really good, and to overcome and obstacle like nerves and do that well at a, at a thing that really some people laugh about it, but to a lot of those kids that was really important and it was a big deal. And you give them information that was actually helpful. Yeah. Well, we go back to, you know, your job taking pictures. Now everybody's got an iPhone. Oh yeah. I get done with graduation. Everybody wants to take pictures. You know, everybody got iPhones and we, we take pictures and stuff. And it's just, it's weird. It's weird that people, you know, want to remember moments. I, I do it. Yeah. Uh, the best advice Clint McSpadden ever gave to me was take pictures of everybody, everywhere you go, everybody you work with. Um, you know, take those pictures because someday you're going to want to remember those yeah. memories. And, like, you do that for people. Yeah. Like, you literally put those memories down so that a 100 years from now, somebody's grandkid can remember what grandma or grandpa did. Oh, yeah. And more importantly to me... Somewhere, and this is a terrible way to look at it, but somewhere soon, if it hasn't already happened, somebody will lose somebody way too early that they loved and cared about, and your picture will be all they have. And that, to me, is very important. That's what makes your job so important. You're capturing something that will be somebody's heirloom, somebody's heart. Yeah. You know, that'll be what they have. Yeah. Speaking of small world and, and, and actually examples just like that, I just did a wedding last last month and the lady who hired me, her daughters used to work for me when I worked at Bush Gardens and then I met her through my army job and she hired me to shoot her daughter's wedding and her mother was there and her mother is pretty old. Like they had to help her up the steps, the whole deal. And they were like, make sure you get pictures of her. And every time a camera came up on her face, she would smile and yeah. glow and it was incredible and they knew that so this might be the last photos we have of all us together and and that was my favorite part of shooting the whole deal and i and when i do weddings i'm all focused on the bride and groom but that moment of getting their mother and putting the um the flowers on her and stuff like that that was awesome you know it's funny because like and i know they'll both listen to this but like my gym mm-hmm. quote unquote my gym yeah it's my gym when i'm on the road yeah. And people that listen to this podcast, people that follow me on social media, it's my gym. But when you walk in the doors, you find out real quick it's it's my family's gym. Like my mom and dad, it's their gym. Oh, Let's yeah. be honest. Like I might be paying the bills. Actually, mom's paying the bills, but like it's my money. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's their gym. Yeah. They they own the whole thing. Like 
as much attention as I can get in a room with a microphone and thousands of people, like I can hold court at times. Like yeah. I'm pretty confident in my ability to do that. But you walk into my gym, uh-uh. <laughs> so you don't even know I'm there. Oh yeah. My parents, they rule the roost, man. Like, and that, like, that's the way it should be. And they're hilarious too. They're all right. <laughs> Let's not get carried away. No, they're they're awesome. <laughs> like I I hit the lot. Like basically, yeah, I hit the lotto with those two. Matt's mother used to cut my hair. That's what she did. Of course, and, he hadn't had a haircut uh, in fourteen long. years. <laughs> but long hair you don't give a shit. <laughs> apparently, cousin Sammy. <laughs> it was uh It was. He was talking about being shy, and I remember I would go to his house when he was a little bitty feller, and he would hide. Behind Look the at recliner, you, Chewbacca. <laughs> well, there you go. You're I wasn't getting that it now. scary That's back what I'm talking then. about. He would hide and peek around the recliner while I was getting my hair cut. And now he talks to all these people, and he's a big TV star. And so nah, I wouldn't go. I don't know. That's far, <laughs> far from that. But we, we, we get to do You're some cool on. stuff. We get to do some cool stuff. Um, speaking of doing some cool stuff, you did some cool stuff last couple of days at the gym. Oh, like yeah. I appreciate it, man. It's it was just awesome. been fun. Heck yeah, man. I it's won't a, leave. Okay, okay, okay. A lot of people don't know uh, like what my gym looks like that's getting ready to change yeah absolutely but took care of that first impression like be honest no bullshit like not just because i'm sitting so when i I came up and it's funny when you work for the army and department of defense for six years you get used to seeing certain structures and you immediately think of army stuff it reminded me of one of them old like barracks or something when you came up to because it was like this long kind of building long white building and you walk in and it's bigger than i thought it was when your face in the front it looks tiny oh yeah it looks tiny and you walk in and i didn't even see the field back there but when you walk in it's definitely bigger than i thought it was I'm like oh man this is this is legit it's got i mean it screams potential so i'm i'm looking forward to just potential the- jeez i thought we were doing good i don't know i like it i like it but i mean i know that you're always you're brain and mind's always turning about the next thing to add and, and switch up and how can I make this better? Or the next one. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, we already, like, <laughs> you, you've seen firsthand, but I think that's the only way to be successful in life. I think you can't shut your brain off. I think you gotta keep going. You gotta constantly be thinking one step ahead. Yeah, the moment you stop trying to progress or advance or just be better, everyone passes you. Yeah. Finally, somebody built a gym that works out. That was my first thought. So many people try to run a gym that don't lift, and they don't know nothing about it. Yeah, It's set up for the guy or the girl who lifts, who actually works out and who actually lives it. There's nothing, no wasted space, and everything in there has a purpose. That's that's the thing. and, and That's and what makes it good. What's cool is, and I know this is a lot about what both of you guys do, it, it does have a purpose, and the purpose is to help other people. Absolutely, and that's the number one goal. But you help other people by you know putting their putting a roof over their head, you know helping them with their their life. You help other people because I mean that. Like you heard me talking today. Okay, I got to get this picture of my mom and dad. I got to do this. I got to do this because twenty years from now, I want to be able to remember. Like how many times I, I said it to you a hundred times in the oh, last yeah. couple of days. Got to get you know. We, I mean. And got this long list of shots of we got to get this, got to get that. And, you know, and we were just, you think about it, it's almost like you're living 10 years in the future because you see this picture or you see, you know, or like you showed us that really old photo of when you first got the place and what yeah. it looked like before any yeah. gym equipment was there, before there was paint on the walls. Yeah. And then you look at it and then you look up and you see the gym and it, 
almost will bring a tear to your eye because it's pretty incredible how far it's come. Crazy. Yeah. And then you come to my house, and I got a damn Christmas tree up in the middle of August. Jesus. There's Christmas trees. Because I've been working so hard, I ain't got time. With your ornaments. That one ornament looks like a gun. uh, (laughs) That is a gun, actually. (laughs) Just like the one next to it and uh, the one next to you. Like, yeah. There's there's a few firearms laying around here. This is a few. (laughs) Hold on. Let me count the ones I can see. And if you walk outside that door, there's actually one outside the door just to give people a fighting chance. (laughs) <laughs> it really is. We'll spot you one. I noticed it today that apparently somebody has left a firearm outside <laughs> on the deck. It's probably one of the ones that came off the table over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no kidding. Um, what I mean, what's next? What's your goals? What's what? What do you have? What? Do you, oh, what's man, something that like bucket list type stuff, man? Jeez, I definitely keep to you to shoot the PBR finals. I like to definitely do the NFR. Um, you know, want to be photographer of the year. Want to be remembered. Uh, one of my friends, uh, Scott Slusher, who's from Oklahoma, he had posted something a while back that the goals is not the goals not to live forever; it's to create something that does. And Ooh, you know, I like that. And uh, you know, and every time I'll, I'll shoot at Fort Worth at the stockyards all the time, and they've got that Hall of Fame that rolls around the bottom of the arena. And and every time I see it, I'm like man, that's where I want to be. I want to be in the Hall of Fame somewhere. I want to be remembered, have a legacy. You know, not just uh, you know. I want my pictures to long outlive me and and for people to have stories and be able to relive them through my photos that's awesome yeah that, that that's so awesome i uh i think about that a lot about how like people will remember you um and, and i typically ask everybody on this podcast like how do you want to be remembered i think that's pretty cool because it, it's not you it's the memories man oh yeah yeah. Like mine's pretty simple. What's that? I just want people to think of me and laugh. I want to. I want to. <laughs> I, I want their last memory of me to be something off the wall, smart ass. I said that made them laugh. Because if you can do that, because macaroni's in this world, not meat. <laughs> if you can do that in this world, if you can take somebody's mind off their trouble for just thirty seconds, oh yeah, and make them laugh, you've done something. And I want to see Ireland before I die. That's it. <laughs> That's on my bucket list too. I definitely want to go to Ireland for sure. I'm gonna help people make sure that that becomes a reality. Here it and comes. it's as simple as this: when you log on into Instagram, you type in the username "my cousin Sammy" S A M M Y, all one word, just like kind of like my cousin Vinny, but my cousin Sammy. And I promise you, you're not going to regret it. And that's going to ensure that you laugh when you think about Cousin Sammy. So good. So good. You, you, since we've been here, you've posted one photo. and I've <laughs> It pretty much says it all. <laughs> I've got to say that it certainly deserves the word epic. It, <laughs> I, I don't know how else I would describe it. It is. It is God, epic. I'm looking at it right now, and it is. <laughs> Golly. It's almost looking like if the Bible had pictures, <laughs> I'm pretty sure this would be in it. That's the one. That is somewhere between creation and the fall of man. Oh, it's, I'm it's, there. It's, that actually might be the best way to describe it. <laughs> uh, okay, so now Cousin Sammy is my Cousin Sammy on Instagram. Click, give it to us. Click Thompson, C-L-I-C-K-T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N, because some people like to say Thomas. I actually got a $2,500 scholarship, and the man said Christopher Thomas. I'm like, bro, just read it. 
Like, I, what are you doing right now? I would cash the check and say, see ya. <laughs> oh, I mean, it works. It's good. <laughs> Money well spent. But I'm like, bro, do better. I'm just saying. But yeah, click Thompson, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. It takes me a little while to get back to you on Snapchat, but once we're best friends, I'll hit you up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. Um, and people will know you forever as Click. That's right. Get used to it. I'm going to start getting that on buckles now. Thanks, Katie. Uh, anything ignorant that we need to say before we get done here? I kind of want to get a sample of this of Sammy's life. We did, we've been teasing it, but we haven't. No, got, we ain't doing it yet. Oh, I, don't, man. I don't know that there's even a story that we could tell that might not scratch the surface. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's not a small version we can't. there's not a short version and there's not even like chapters of the book that we can take out no, without putting them all together mm-mm. it's longer than a star wars movie i can promise you that i wouldn't know because <laughs> i wouldn't set through that crap <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure there's about as many strange characters oh I, as there i don't was. doubt it i promise you that if you took chewbacca what's another weird star wars character anything java Who, what Kylo Ren. Actually, Jabba the Hutt's pretty solid. I like that. Jabba the Hutt sounds like a freak. Okay, <laughs> if you took Chewbacca and Jabba the Hutt, threw them somewhere in the middle of Sammy's life, nobody'd even look at them twice. <laughs> All right, I promise you, that's real. This has been uh, a really fun conversation. So thanks, fellas. For sure. My cousin Sammy, Click Thompson, Matt L. West, hit me up. Tell me what you think about the podcast. And if you've listened all the way until this part right here. You're welcome.